0: what's up you guys welcome back to another episode of the stella ray herself podcast i wanted to start off today's podcast and it's something i've been thinking about a lot recently and it's originality on social media specifically tiktok and with that creativity social media has obviously changed a lot the past few years being an influencer or content creator is so much more normalized mainstream than it used to be when I started YouTube and I'm sure when a lot of you started watching YouTube it was very niche and I feel like it was mostly nerds and then with that came like beauty gurus and stuff but it was still something that wasn't normalized I still get them here and there but just so many messages back then especially like Oh my God, I want to become an influencer, but I'm scared. People at school make fun of me. And I just feel like that was more of an issue now. Like now, obviously it can be scary to start that, but I feel like since it's so normalized and people have seen how big people can get, how much money people can make from this, it's not this like weird thing. Like, why are you filming yourself? You know, like most people know what it's about. I don't necessarily miss those old days. I miss parts of it. And I feel like just in myself, I miss... Bro, I was thinking about this the other day too, just with this upcoming move just reflecting on like when I moved to LA how there were so many things I didn't know just basic shit about you know renting your first apartment and credit and things like that and how I know so much more now but it's almost like having that innocence and just being that naive makes you I don't want to say powerful but like low-key powerful in a way because you don't really think anything can stop you being delusional is a skill. to a certain point, you know? Sometimes I feel like when you know too much, you start overthinking things and like, to just have that like, oh my God, no, I can do it. Like, it's gonna be easy. Mindset is... It really comes in handy. I kind of feel that about like the old days of YouTube for me at least. Yeah, you know, when I was posting my American Girl videos and even after that, I would just post whatever I wanted. I never thought about an algorithm or what was gonna do well. And obviously that changed as it turned into more of a business for me. But then also as the climate of social media changed, you know, there were algorithms you had to do. And it's like, oh, if I'm making money from this, you know, I obviously want to have the best strategies. And I just feel like it's so oversaturated and i feel like there is a lot less originality and creativity you know people will see you know the top people doing whatever videos like for example the get ready with me videos in that specific style you know get ready with me videos have been going on since the beginning of time but i just feel like it's very rare that i find someone you know as a viewer that i really enjoy watching and that i feel like is really unique and stands out, and they're actually doing something different. It's easy to get caught up in, oh my God, I have to do what's trending. But then it's like, okay, I do feel like people are going to come back if they like you for you. But then it's annoying when the numbers reflect like, oh, when I do what everyone else is doing, like that's when I do better. And I just feel like this is such a reflection of our world, you know? So I think about it in that way, but then also there's just, Practical things, like thoughts I will have as I'm watching TikTok. Like how many nose contour videos or tutorials do we need? How many morning routine videos do we need? Why do they do so well every time? Also, how many get ready with me videos do we need? Like genuinely? As a viewer and a creator, sometimes it's just like, I feel like everything's been done. Everything's already been said. So it's like, where's the space for me to create? And then where's the space for me to enjoy, you know, as a viewer, something new and fresh. But then I'll take it a step further and I'll think like, I guess there's just, bro, that like um ninth 10th grade English class we're really setting in. But I guess there's just, you know, like themes in humanity that are always going to be present and we really are just like living Shakespeare over and over, you know? I'm sure everything literally has been done in this world ever. But does that mean there's like no point to like trying it yourself? Ultimately, it is frustrating to live in a world that doesn't really allow us time to just be and to create and be creative like if you want that you really have to like seriously set time aside for it especially like most people if you're working a regular nine to five job you have to sleep you have to eat you should work out you know there's like practically no time in a day just to like be and when I say just be I mean you know just doing things that bring you happiness things that make you feel creative things that bring you peace things that just put you in that zone of like times not passing, I'm just very engaged with what I'm doing. So bringing this back to Pisces season, this Pisces season, I challenge everyone to try to make extra time for things that put you in that zone in that mental place. And if you are someone who is a content creator, or even if you're in any sort of artistic creative type field, or even if you're not bro, just in your life, you know, ask yourself, what kind of purpose do I feel like I have? What do I have to share with the world? How can I do more of that? Or how can I do more of what gives me that feeling of like purpose? Maybe a good journal prompt. Um, But yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts. I know that's a lot of like different subjects kind of in one, but just some things that have been on my mind and I thought it was very related to Pisces season. So my friend, Nicole, on IG sent me a TikTok that she asked me to talk about in a podcast. This was a TikTok of a girl stitching this girl's get ready with me and the girl was talking about a story time where she was seeing this guy and I think by the third date or something he asked her to take him on a date and like plan it and I think get him flowers and like literally everything. And I don't know if she ghosted him after that or just like told them that she's not interested in that and this girl stitched it referencing bell hooks all about love which i read last year and i think talked about in a podcast and she was talking about not so much the get ready with me but the comments under it which were filled with a lot of low-key homophobia i was trying to play the tiktok as an example but i kept getting feedback so i'll link it down below but she's talking about how in all about love bell hooks references the feminist movement and how when we started wanting men to see us as full people and actually care about our thoughts and emotions when men started to do that as well a lot of women did not like it because as much as patriarchy ingrains in men what the ideal woman is and obviously there's more extreme versions than that and then like not so extreme versions of that you could call yourself a feminist and still live by you know patriarchal relationship structures and expe- gender expectations it doesn't have to be like super extreme patriarchy also ingrains in women you know what the ideal man should look like and that often means like a man who is strong a man who provides a man who doesn't cry or really show that much emotion it's so true i feel like you know women will say oh my god i just wish you would open up to me more and be more honest i wish we could just talk about our feelings more but the amount of women Bro, even like the whole X trend, like the amount of women that will say like, oh, I saw him cry and it it was like such a turn off. I could never see a guy cry in front of me. But side note, like, you know when guys cry to be manipulative, like there's that. But then like, they're just like showing emotion. Like I'm being human. There's definitely a lot of women out there who are very homophobic oh my God, I would never date a man who was bi or who had ever been with a man or tried it or questioned his sexuality. I feel like the X trend is such a relevant, modern example of that. So at the end of that TikTok, she says, how do you expect to find a man who is open and honest if you can't accept their version of love? I have a few mixed thoughts on this. And I remember thinking this as I was reading a few Bell Hooks books, because number one, Women cannot be the ones to dismantle patriarchy. You could pay half on all the dates you want. You could pay for all the dates you want. You could encourage you know, the men in your life to be open and teach them to get, be in touch with their emotions. But ultimately what like, no, you can't do that to anyone. You know, like your best friend could be going through it and like you can't like make them think differently, see things differently, change people have to want to change for themselves. And I feel like a lot of women also they'll learn about this stuff and they'll like want to help the men in their life or their partner like, oh my God, like you can be more in touch with yourself. You'll feel so much better and just put all this time and energy into like trying to help their partner, like access their emotions or whatever. And the man just doesn't care, doesn't want to. And it's like, well, why did you waste all that time? But I've also seen people talk about bell hooks on social media and be like oh my god I hate when she says that like the whole like patriarchy is harmful for men too oh my god I just couldn't read her because of that and obviously patriarchy is a lot more harmful for women but I do think there is something to be said you know for being aware of these things because especially like bro it's not even about romantic relationships or sexual relationships with men it's like bro what if you had a son you know like you would want to instill healthy values into that boy So he would have a good relationship with himself. He could access his emotions. He could recognize, you know, when society is trying to put him in this box of like what masculinity is supposed to look like. So I do think it's a very tricky subject and I feel like there's a very fine line because on one hand, yeah, you don't want to be explaining, trying to teach all the men in your life like this is how to not be misogynist and this is (laughs) how to undo patriarchy. But at the same time, it's like, you don't want to just be like, oh, it's an ache if you cry in front of me, you know? So I think realistically, what we have to do, let me know your thoughts on this, is reflect within ourselves, what is it that I want in a partnership with a man you know check yourself do i have internalized homophobia do i have a very specific almost a rigid view of what a man should be and what masculinity looks like and i think to set strong boundaries when dating i also think decentering men from your self-worth decentering romantic relationships from your life also makes a huge difference the more you can work on that the more you can be fulfilled from yourself and your friendships and your other relationships when you know exactly what you want what your values are you don't have to be necessarily afraid of dating like obviously there's like other fears that come along like will i get murdered but like i feel like you can remain hopeful and open while still having strong boundaries to protect yourself i also wanted to give a quick story time that i feel like really relates to this for me one time i was dating this guy what i first really liked about him is that he was very quote unquote masculine in the sense of he was always planning dates he was always checking in with me he was always making sure that i was good you know would get my ubers he would always pay for everything i started to realize what i thought was like oh he's being thoughtful he's being a provider he's being this and that and like whatever he was actually just very controlling and i did not end up feeling like there was any space for me to state my actual needs as an individual or to disagree with him and i would really honestly feel scared of him and it was just so interesting to me because you know on paper I guess you would say you know oh my god he's like a great guy today like oh I'm such a feminine energy and he's such in his masculine energy this is a great thing but it's like bro I could be any random bitch in this situation you know like I'm just filling the role of woman (laughs) I don't feel seen as an individual there's no space for me to speak up or say no I don't want to do that because he was so controlling it's like yeah he's you know doing things that a lot of women want but it's like at what cost bro you know and so after that I kind of had to ask myself like okay like this was a guy that had very masculine qualities and obviously not every guy that has these you know masculine traits is going to necessarily be like that so i kind of had to ask myself what is it that i do want from that i really really realized like oh i want like a partnership i feel like it would be very easy to go out there and find you know a masculine kind of guy and just like fill the role of being like oh i'm just in my feminine energy i'm so submissive and he plans everything but it's like that's not my that's not the core of who i am yeah at times I want someone to take charge but bro i want that even in friendships you know i feel like it should be a somewhat equal give and take of i don't know like i'm a strong independent woman you know like i'm not just like i'll just stay here and you can do everything and i don't have any opinions you know like that's just not me <laughs> and so it was really hard to be in that situation and so i just had to ask myself like okay like what is a true partnership what does that look like and how can i set better boundaries for myself so next time i can spot that quicker. And I think that was also a really good example. This is kind of like in going in a different direction, but I feel like that was a really good example of just like, boy, you need to trust your intuition. And just because something looks good on paper does not mean that it's going to be a good situation or even just the right fit for you. Cause you know, you could date someone, oh my God, he never plans dates. He never pays for anything, whatever. Like, oh my God, I just want someone to provide for me. But then like someone could be providing for you, like doing that, paying, planning shit and like still be not a good guy. <laughs> So it's like, it's really about the person. Also, this is just a tip and trick, but especially if you're like online dating, if you're on the apps, but even if you meet someone in person and you're just like getting to know each other, asking questions, I think it's so important to not give them the right answers. If you're on Hinge, one of your prompts on your profile is like, I want a guy who, I don't, I can't think of what a prompt would be, but like, let's just say it's, I want a guy who, and then you write as your answer, like, is feminist, is open-minded, I don't know, isn't afraid of strong women. <laughs> kind of feeding them the answers that you want them to have. Don't do that, you know? I feel like it's so important to let guys reveal themselves because if you give them the answers, bitch, they could play into that role. Just get to know someone and then just peep because guys will tell on themselves. I think it comes down to this chivalry. Yeah, I think chivalry to an extent is important. Like I'm going to notice if a guy doesn't do stuff, if a guy's not thoughtful in the sense of like opening the door for me, just like making sure I'm good, making sure I get like the comfy seat, I don't know. I'm going to notice if a guy doesn't do that. I feel like it's kind of weird, but chivalry is not like a make or break in the sense of like, that can't be the only thing. Guy could be the shittiest guy in the world, but he practices chivalry, he'll like open the door for you. And girls are like, oh my God, he's so sweet. Like chivalry is pretty fake. It's like, uh it's just acting, you know? Like someone could literally be the most misogynistic piece of shit, like hate women. Like want to actually murder you after this, but then he could like open the door for you and an old lady and it's like, oh my God, he's just so chivalrous. Bro, like we need to like move past this. Like I'm not saying like don't open the door for me, but I'm saying like you need to provide more than that. Anyway, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Again, I have, I feel like some mixed opinions, but ultimately I think it just comes down to yourself, reflecting in yourself, you know, what it is you truly want, setting boundaries to protect yourself and then to kind of like navigate yourself to where you do want to be. And don't spoon feed these guys the right answers because you just need to let them reveal themselves. I did wanna give you guys a book update. I finally started crying in H Mart, which is a memoir. It's really good so far. I've only read the first couple chapters. I think I on chapter five, but it's really good. It already has made me wanna cry at certain parts. It's basically her memoir and slash leading up to her mom dying of cancer. I will talk more about it once I finish it. But y'all, I got this book. There's this advice column called Ask Polly. I believe on The thecut.com. And I've talked about that advice article before our advice column because I feel like it's giving good advice and like on relatable topics and stuff. So the actual author of that Heather Haverlisky wrote a book of essays titled What If This Were Enough? And it was essays on just life, social media, just like our current modern world. This book sounded so good to me. Like I was so excited to read it, bro. I got it. It was so bad. I couldn't finish reading it. It was very contradictory. Like one of the first chapters was about Disneyland, how much she hates Disneyland, how it's so fake. But then she's like, I decided to take my kids to Disneyland again. We're gonna go all out and stay in this suite for multiple nights. Oh my God, it was so magical. I finally understood it. But then I looked around and everyone was on their phone. Oh my God, Disneyland is fake. She wrote an essay about how she hates going to dinner parties with adults because everyone's fake. And she's like, I just wanna be in the backyard with the dog. Okay, yeah, but like it just wasn't inspiring or anything. And what made me stop reading it was she wrote a whole essay basically about how she hates Marie Kondo. I don't get how so many people hate Marie Kondo. Like I read her book, The Magic The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. I loved it. I thought it was so cute and inspiring. And she definitely gave some good organizational tips. Like y'all know me, I love that. People act like this woman is telling you to like burn your house down. Like I don't understand why people get so triggered by her. And her this lady's essay about her was so rude sorry not everyone wants to just throw all their possessions out every year and just buy more stuff and throw it out and buy more stuff throw it out i think that's a little wasteful it's like when did marie kondo tell you to buy more stuff to throw out the whole thing is about like minimizing the amount of your possessions and just like only keeping things around you that spark joy she was like i don't think marie kondo lives in modern times because why if i can't keep papers around how am i supposed to pay my taxes like you sound dumb as fuck. I'm sorry. I gave it one star on Goodreads. I should have given it zero stars. It was just so bad. It was so whiny. It was so complainy. It was not insightful at all. And I was so annoyed because I feel like I've read the advice column before and she's given good advice. And it has three and a half stars on Goodreads. So I was reading some of the I was reading some of the reviews and it's kind of funny because a lot of the reviews are like saying on the same page as me, where they're like confused at what the point of this was supposed to be like what the tone is supposed to be it was definitely very exhausting and annoying to read so don't read that y'all so anyway crying in hmart has been such a refreshing read after that and such a joy and pleasure to read but anyway that's going to be it for this week's podcast let me know your thoughts on anything i discussed down below and i will talk to you guys next week bye everyone